Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all things, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City on this Parade Wednesday. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. We have not recapped the Super Bowl yet. It was madness this weekend. Cody was at the game and then traveling. So we are recording on a Tuesday, hopefully coming to you live on Wednesday as you are heading to the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl 57 Parade in Kansas City. Guys, great to be back with you all. We have so much to discuss. Where do we even want to begin? So sorry for the delay. You're right, Kayla. Yes, I didn't get yes, home. A little bit of a delay. I got home at like 1 a.m. Uh, mountain time um, from the game. So I was like, well, this this time isn't going to work. Nope. Then we had our show in the morning and then an airplane ride. And then I got home at like midnight Kansas City time on Monday. So I was like, well, we can't record then. So here we are recording on a Tuesday so we can get you ready for the parade. But I'm still in a great mood. I'm still riding the Super Bowl high. That, Tell uh, us that, everything. That Tell us everything. While. Okay, so uh, <laughs> obviously the game was awesome. I got to go to one of the single greatest Super Bowls of all time, which feels pretty good. Uh, Mahomes is inevitable. That feels really important. I picked up a bunch of confetti. So if you or Nick wants some. You're going to mail me some, right? Emma, Emma has ordered me like 60 small glass jars so I can just like <gasps> put them in there for people and... You know, send them off to the people who want them. Sign uh, me also, up. I can't promise that there's not going to be chunks of field in it. Even better. The field was terrible, and it was just like coming up as I was just like gently scooping confetti off the ground. That field was a mess. Nick, we didn't check in with you. I don't think we made it. No, we didn't make it to the game, but that's okay because I just feel like as a podcast, we've we did this for one. We've been doing this for one full season now in the books. And we have a Lombardi trophy to show for it. And that's what's so fun about it is, I think, because of this, because of the fact that we do one year, you get a Super Bowl title. I mean, I think we have to do the three of us, all three of us, Kayla, Cody, me, we have to do this podcast together forever, no matter what. Oh, really? (laughs) There's so much hanging on our shoulders after this. Yeah. We're one for one, huh? Yeah, no matter what else happens in life, no matter the circumstances, (laughs) no excuses. The three of us stick together as a team and do this podcast forever. What do you guys say? Everybody in? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? But you know what? I'm happy to be doing it with you today, Nick, because the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. We should be thrilled about that. We'll circle. Is everyone still feeling good? We'll circle circle back back. to that later, I guess. Yes. Yes. We'll revisit this at the end. Um, Nick, what did you do for the game? Did you go back? Were you back in Missouri? You're still in Arizona. Yeah. So I came back to Kansas. I'll be honest with you guys. This is the first time I've ever done this and it was unbelievable. I watched the Super Bowl in my apartment by myself and I didn't do anything after. I watched it by myself. Whoa. 
probably didn't say a word. Like it was one another one of those silent games because I'm by myself. And then I worked for a little bit after, and then I went to bed. I was in bed by about uh, midnight, one o'clock. It Not was. Bad. I treated it like I would treat any other Sunday as the first time I've ever done. <laughs> but I was so exhausted from traveling and stuff. I just didn't yeah. feel like doing anything, and I have absolutely no regrets about it. No regrets. I did something similar. We had our biggest Kings game of the season Saturday night, as I said, which was why I was trying to get there on Sunday. Um, I didn't leave crypto.com arena until 1am. We had a little bit of an after party for Dustin Brown's Jersey retirement. And then I met friends out. So needless to say, I did not go to bed until like three or four on Sunday morning, canceled my flight Saturday night. I was like, this isn't happening. I'm not going to go and just go to a watch party. If I'm going to go to Arizona, I'm going to go to the game. Never got a ticket. So, um, woke up like at 11 on Sunday, <laughs> just kind of had a lazy day until the game started. And once we won, I was like, I can't just sit here. So I had friends that were out and I, um, met some at shellbacks, had them play red kingdom on the touch tunes. Um, I was only out for like maybe two hours max. It was nothing crazy, but celebrated nonetheless. So we all had very different experiences this year, I, but yeah, I watched alone at home by myself. I don't like my so a few friends were like, come to this party. I'm like, I actually enjoy it more if I'm just by myself and I can yell and I can go through all the emotions. I'm a very, an emotional watcher, just like my father. So I, will, I, will I don't like being around people. I've attended two Super Bowls and they're two and oh. So I guess I'm just going to have to keep going to them. You know, if the chiefs make the Super Bowls. I'm yeah. just going to have to attend them. I like that. And then you can go back year after year and represent the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast. Number one. We as a podcaster want to know. Yep. Want to know. Except I want to go next time. (laughs) Well, that's fine. We're still, as a unit, we've done, we started it like September. We started it like the first week of the first regular season game, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So clearly, this podcast is good for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I I hope that all three of us can. I was going to say, by the way, I hope that we all get to go together one time. Yeah, as I really podcast. was rooting for both of you as a podcast, as not a, as friends, but as a right. podcast. <laughs> Vegas next year, that should be a really uh, dull and boring time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's talk general reaction. Like, I don't even know where we want to begin with this. What what stuck out to us the most? So, I, I obviously... The Eagles played well enough. I think this is the one thing I don't think I've even said on the radio yet. The Eagles played well enough to win a Super Bowl. Honestly, had they or were they playing any other team in the NFL? They probably do, as a matter of fact. They scored 35 points. They did so many things well in that game. You would think that they played well enough or should have played well enough to win a Super Bowl. They scored 35 points. That's the most ever points for a team. In a Super Bowl loss, you know what? Patrick Mahomes is already, after this win, in every other quarterback category, except for Brady, which we'll get to in just a minute, and he is just one of those guys that simply will not lose games. The stat that that came out during the game that we all saw now is that when teams trail by 10 at half in the Super Bowl, they are... 20 or they, you know, they're one in 26. The only one Whoa. being Tom Brady in the Atlanta Falcons, 28 to three game. So now they're two and 26 with just Mahomes and Brady. He just makes stuff happen. He just, 
He always makes things happen. There were other great players. We can talk about how great the offensive line played and yeah. how Orlando Brown Jr. said zero sacks, put it on a fucking T-shirt, which is which is a more than fair comment to say in that moment. But Patrick Mahomes is the reason why they are two-time Super Bowl champs. There's a lot of other things that went well, but he is inevitable. He just wins big games. Now, I think he's the. I think my my general reaction is he's the best quarterback of all time. He may not be the greatest. Like he may not have the accomplishments, and he doesn't have the seven. Yeah. He's the he's the most talented player to ever play the game. Most talented player to ever play quarterback, and there is a level of. There's a level of helplessness when you're when you're going against him. AJ Brown spoke to the media on Tuesday when they got back to Philly, and he said that when the Eagles kicked a field goal to go up 27-21, he knew the game was over. That is because? that we all have because you know that Mahomes, if given an opportunity to win the game, is going to win the game. Mm-hmm. You don't ever hear the other team saying that, and for an opposing player to admit that now on the back of Mahomes getting his second Super Bowl title. I don't know how many he's going to end up with. All I know is it's never looked like that before. I've never seen a player look like him, and now he's going through the second evolution of his game. The first one was being able to chuck the ball deep and use Tyreek as this safety blanket to take the top off defenses. He evolved this year without Tyreek, the underneath stuff, the dink and dunk. If you want me to be this surgical tactician quarterback, I can do that as well. He has he he is now beating you in multiple ways, and he's showing that no matter what you give him, he is still going to find a way to be the best. We do realize that it it, it took everything short of perfection, right? To they might have lost the game. The final four possessions in the second half were touchdown, 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 field goal. Of the two hundred and twenty nine yards they were capable of gaining, right? So say they started the thirty every time. There's only seventy yards to gain in every drive. They gained two hundred and twenty one of them. They only left eight yards on the table. And just to be clear, those eight yards were the eight yards left between them and the game-winning field goal. So it doesn't matter. Like, it was it was just one of those performances. I know if you look at the stat line, someone's going to go back like 15 years from now and be like, oh, was that all that impressive? You had 182 yards. I'm like, watch the game, man. You're probably going to want to watch that game because if you just look at it from a yardage perspective, you're not going to get the whole the whole view. Kayla, I'll give you credit. You were the most confident of this team the entire year. Um, just because you said they were going to win it from the beginning. I thought there were things that had to be fixed. They were so young and all the rookies. This wasn't honest to God. This was not supposed to be the year, Kayla. They were supposed to, this was the setup before the knockout blow over the next few years, but you never stopped thinking they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. And you were Thank you, Cody. I did not. I had faith the entire time. Never a doubt. Why, by the way, why, what was your initial, like when you watched, when you got through the whole game, you sat around for 20 minutes, Kayla, what was your first thing that you thought about this game and why it happened? First thing I thought about. Yeah. What were you like? Wow. How did we get here? Like, cause I thought like all the rookies, Brett Beach draft, look at Mahomes. Like what were the initial things when you're like, oh yeah, this is, I should have known they were winning it all along. Although you did, I guess, but what thing it's, stands out? It's Mahomes and it's Andy Reid. Yeah. Like it's just. I don't know. There's something so special about that combination. And when you have both of them together, I'm just never going to count them out. And then you add in all of the other pieces, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, like Brett Veach, who can draft um, all these rookies who stepped up in such a big way. Like that blows my mind. These rookies played their first season and balled out in the Super Bowl, and all throughout the season that uh, led up to it. Um, just going back really quick. 
I loved that clip of Pat and his dad at the end of the yeah. game, after the game, where he's like, I ain't seen, and I ain't never seen nothing like you, you different. Like, imagine your dad to hear that from your dad. Yeah, that is just, that carries a lot of weight. When his dad played with that like A Rod, cool. right? His dad played with like extreme athletes on the extreme of like, look how great they are. And he's like, you different. Like, I don't. Also, Pat's dad is great for every t-shirt ever. The smoking on a smoking on a Joe <laughs> Burrow. And then after this one, he said he's smoking on a Philly Blunt. Oh my God. He is just a clip making machine. Well, and then, I, yeah. In that Bengals game when he was like, that's my GD son after oh, yeah. mayor. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm pretty confident, Kayla. If there's one thing I know, it's that you shed a tear when you watch Travis Kelsey hug his brother after the game and talk about like, Oh man, I felt so, it was like, do you, do, um, like if you have an older brother or an older sibling, that is the exact response you would expect. Like you're kind of emotional and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm happy. And I'm, but I'm sad for you. And they're just like, they're trying to like hold it together for you to hold it together. That's how Jason acted. He was like, it's okay, man. Celebrate. Congrats. You played great. Right. He's trying to like keep it together for Travis, essentially, who was like, this is the best year of my life. I can't, you know, like he's just, he's lost control and Jason's trying to be like this, like steady force is what it felt like. Did either of the two of you cry in that moment? Watching no, you? but I, I, I thought I, it was, um, I thought it was an incredibly powerful thing to watch. I do because that is like a familial relationship. You don't really see in those settings. No, no brothers have ever played in the Super Bowl. You're not going to see that interaction very often. And, and the clip of Don. First finding Travis and then finding Jason. Like Jason's the clip NFL film set out. He's like, she's he's like, Oh, I talked to Travis. I, I didn't know if my parents were down here. I don't know if my parents are down here. And then his mom snuck up on him and gave a big hug. You're like, it sucks because somebody was gonna have to be the loser, but that was still kind of a that was a cool moment amongst like you know, whether you were you know, whether you thought the Eagles fans were annoying and they were incredibly annoying at the game, uh, with their Eagles chant or any of that stuff. I hate like, the that Eagles was, chant. It's obnoxious. Was, of course it is. Terrible. They wouldn't stop doing it at the stadium either, Kayla. It was consistent. Like just trying to just trying to go to the bathroom and they're still doing it. I hope the tomahawk chop was louder. Um, at the game it wasn't, but good news is no. at the end it was. When when the final whistle blew, it was. So they stopped the Eagle champ pretty quick once the game was over. How about that Chris Jones Gidell hug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The script was good to the Chiefs. The script was top notch. I'm a big fan of that script. Whenever you hear about like uh, like a mega show like Game of Thrones and it's the this the last season and every actor comes in and they read the script the first day or like they figure out table my, read. Yeah, the table read is my character gonna die? Is my character gonna be victorious? And they a lot of times they're in shock when they get to the end and they see how the story ends. Like when Chris Jones saw that it ended with him lifting Roger Goodell. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is the best script I've ever read. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't always go the Chiefs way, but when you have Patrick Mahomes, it does tend to put you on top. Well, <laughs> speaking of Nick. Well, can I say one thing really quick? Um, you, yes, you can. So in the in the in the immediate aftermath of that game, and I'm sitting here and it and it it didn't help that I was by myself. So like if I was at a party, everybody would have been jumping up and down, like spraying champagne and all that stuff. But I'm sitting here in the immediate aftermath and watching the Chiefs run onto the field, and I was like, that was sort of the way they did it at the end was sort of anticlimactic because you had the holding penalty. So then yeah. you 
was just going to be a chip shot field goal. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, the Chiefs just won. <laughs> they made it the look, Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. They made it look kind of easy. And it didn't feel the same way it did in 2019, or I guess 2020. It wasn't was as dramatic. Fight. Well, it wasn't as you dramatic. Know, also, it was because that was the first Super Bowl that the Chiefs had won yeah. in decades. And when you do it again three years later with the same quarterback sort of doing heroic things in that game, being down double digits, it doesn't feel as shocking as what it was. It wasn't as shocking yeah. as the Chiefs did it because once you do it once and you say, okay, there is no curse, there is nothing about Kansas City that prevents them from winning Super Bowls, then all of a sudden there's the expectation, especially when you have greatness at quarterback and head coach and tight end. And so when they did it, I was like, oh, this is how <laughs> we feel from here on out. Anytime the Chiefs win the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it's going to feel sort of like this, which is it's, it shouldn't feel crazy. You shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, because you have a one-of-one one quarterback. You have a guy that, that only comes around once every 40 or 50 years. That's how special he is. And so I kind of was like sitting in that moment thinking, this is how it's going to be from now on, because this won't be the last time, but it's never going to feel like shocking or surprising it's going to feel like you're chasing ghosts and you're chasing perfection which very very few teams have ever been able to say were you guys not nervous i mean i was still in the fetal position on my bed oh because sure it was so stressful but like yeah we did what we did in that super bowl how many years four years ago three years three. ago anyway three um time flies that did you're right feel more dramatic this was also dramatic though, but in a different way. I don't know. I, it was still stressful until the end for me. Oh, it was stressful. I just didn't think it was Nick's right. Like it's not that the game wasn't stressful. And again, it, it, it's going to go down as one of the better Super Bowls ever, but Insane, it's just yeah. like when, when the final tick happened, you're like, yeah, you know, part of it is Nick is because I don't think this is it. No. I don't think they're just going to get to two and be like, well, good day's work guys. I think we're fine here. No, I expect more. I expect another one after this one and maybe another one after that one. And so, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's weird. It had a very different feeling, but you know, in a weird way, Nick, like even though they didn't win the World Series, I thought the 2014 run for the Royals was way more fun. I had even more fun watching the 2014 run from the Royals than 2015. I know it sounds stupid because one culminated in a World Series title, but it's just like, sometimes it's like once it, once like you said, once you realize you can do it, it's just got a completely different feel. Like you're more business about it. Let's go do this thing. Cause I know you can. I mean, we've kind of already answered this question. Huge career start for Mahomes thus far. Is he already as good as anyone not named Brady? Uh, answer yep. is yes. He is currently the second best quarterback in NFL history. Um, Nick said he's the best as in the most talented, which I would probably yeah. agree. He is. Um, Cause like most of, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no debate. He's, he's the best quarterback that's ever no. been. So, and I agree, he is the most talented, like, you know, the best, whatever. Like, so from just an accomplishment standpoint, though, the only other guy I would even entertain in this conversation is Joe Montana. That That's it. The only other guy I would, like, dip the toe in the water of. He has already surpassed Peyton Manning. Like, I just want you to, like, by age 27 season, let's put him compared to Tom Brady for a minute. By their age 27 season, Tom Brady had two Super Bowl rings. Patrick Mahomes has two Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady had two Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes has two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, Tom Brady had zero MVPs. Mahomes has two. Tom Brady had 97 passing touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes has 192. 
He has 5,000 more yards by this age than Tom Brady. He has accomplished just as much as Tom Brady had by this age. He's better than all of them. You know, you're like, is Peyton Manning one of the best quarterbacks of all time? Yeah. You know what? Patrick Mahomes is better than him. Patrick Mahomes is better than Peyton Manning already. And it's not even like an absurd thing. It's not like this is a chief podcast and we're being ridiculous. It is a fact. He is the most talented quarterback to ever play the position. And when you see it, it's obvious. Like you're going to go back and you're going to watch these clips the way people talk about like Jim Brown or Barry Sanders or those guys, Nick, where they're like, oh my God. Yeah. I kind of get how he was so great. Like you're going to, you can, you will just witness it. Like it doesn't, it's just there. It, it triggers when you watch his play. I just, there's not a single, like Montana maybe because he was a truly great quarterback and he won four Super Bowl rings. But everyone else, I'm not even entertaining a conversation with. He's way better than any of those guys who won more Super Bowl rings but weren't nearly as talented like Terry Bradshaw in a pre-free agency era of football. The only guy left to pass, in my opinion, is Tom Brady. Yeah, there is still a level of accomplishment that he needs to accrue. Like, I I get it. Like, I get why Tom Brady is the unquestioned GOAT, and that's fine. But in terms of just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good for him yeah no i that, that yeah it's like the most nonchalant way to call somebody like the best to ever do it but i get watch, it he's maybe you know <laughs> you just, yeah. you watch mahomes you see a guy who you know six years into his career five years as the starter has mastered the game has mastered the most difficult position to play think about what has happened over the last year in the afc championship game last season he played the worst game we have ever seen him play as a professional quarterback. Then he lost his number one target in a trade. And he replaced him with a bunch of guys. Like, we can say what we want about Juju, about MVS, about Sky Moore. They were a bunch of dudes. Juju may yeah. end up in Kansas City again next year, but he didn't do anything for the Chiefs that, like, nobody else could do. Like... Nobody's sitting here saying only Juju could have had the season that he had. No, he was a nice piece, but that's what he was. He was a piece. And Mahomes said it in the preseason, and it came true. He reiterated it again on Sunday night after the game. He said, I told you guys it was going to be Travis and then everybody. And that's exactly what it was. And the Eagles knew that going into the game, that they had evolved as an offense We're going to do this short, underneath, quick passing. We're going to get the ball out really quickly, and our guys are going to make dudes miss. They knew exactly what he was going to do, and it's exactly what he did. And he was nearly flawless against the league's number one defense. Like, What else do we need to see him do? There are no question marks. You mentioned Peyton Manning, Cody. Peyton Manning had question marks for a long time into his career. Yeah, Is he going to be able to win the big one? Like, I I remember a time when we questioned Peyton Manning's ability to win big games, it wasn't until Super Bowl ring number three where anybody talked about Tom Brady in a historical context. We are five years into him being a starter, and it is already abundantly clear that he has nothing left to prove unless he just wants to beat Brady. That's it. The only thing he has left to prove in the rest of his career is chasing Brady and Joe Montana. Like that's oh, rings. That's it. Yeah. We do realize one more so ring right, would make him one more ring would make him tied for fourth all time in Super Bowl rings. He's 27. Just one. One. And he'll be top four in rings. 
not alone all the other stats, by the way, which he obliterates any other quarterback before the age of 27 in. Touchdowns, yardage, winning percentage, MVP. It doesn't matter. Name the stat and that's it. Nick, I think you'd point it out on a regular show. Patrick, so there are only three other quarterbacks in NFL history ever in their entire career who have accomplished leading the league in passing touchdowns, leading the league in passing yardage, winning an MVP and winning a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl MVP, right? So just like, oh, look at all these accomplishments. It took them their entire career in some cases to do it. Mahomes did it in a single season. He did all of those things in one year. He didn't have to like accrue them over time. He led the league in passing touchdowns and yardage this year, which by the way, aren't his first time. He did those in his second year in the league as well. He's now won his second MVP and he has two Super Bowl wins. It's like, it's it's hard to imagine. This is the most blessed time ever to be a Chiefs fan because you have not just a generational quarterback, Nick, like you had said. Like you probably say that if you're like, wow, we got Justin Herbert. How often do you get a quarterback this talented? We're, we're talking about a completely different level. Don't ever bring up Joe Burrow to me. Or <laughs> Lam- don't bring up, don't, don't bring up John. Do not bring up a single goddamn quarterback. There's not a single, he is in his own little class. It's not a 1A, 1B situation. <laughs> this is a one and then several numbers before we ever have a conversation before we get to the next best quarterback. There's a clear, clear separation. And not only, I mean, obviously, yes, the things he does on the field are incredible and he will go down as the best once it's all said and done. But the fact that he's such a good dude off the field, I think like, how lucky are we? He is grounded. He's gracious. He's humble. He's a leader. He's competitive. He has exceptional character. Like he's just a really great guy on top of everything he does out on the football field. He's so great. I'm ready to ask for a better quarterback. Yeah. He's so great. I'm ready to draft his kid now. They can just give him like, I'll give him $50 million right now. He can, we'll just, we'll hold a spot. Had I known they were all at Disneyland on Monday, I would have gone down there. You probably didn't know until it was too late. I had to go to a Kings game and I was like, why did no one alert me? (laughs) It's like an hour and a half down the road. Oh man. God, you could have been there. Huge missed opportunity. Huge. Oh, and I also love the part where guys, I called this too. The MVP won the Super Bowl. I said it was going to happen on Sunday and it did. Broke that dumbass. We need to keep a record of all of the things they've gotten right this year because it's a lot. You know what? Honestly, this is one of the times that um, being the ultimate optimist, easier for that. You pretty much check <laughs> all the boxes. You'd be like, hey, I felt the Chiefs were going to do everything. Imagine. And you're like, yeah, good point. Uh, they did do all those things. So I can't even argue it. This goes back Have to you- the same thing. It's not being a homer if you're right. Like, oh, you guys all picked the Chiefs to win. They won. I don't care. Yeah, you know, have you all seen this team play the last four years? What's what, not to love? It seems so yeah. silly because it makes fans like us it's so incredibly sufferable. Like, I just want to make that clear. Oh, I know yeah. we, we think that like Chiefs fans are the nicest and that, you know, Midwest, you know, charm. <laughs> they, people are going to start hating us. People are going to start hating us as fans, not because we did anything wrong, but just because of what we stand for. Like, my buddy, I think we're I, winning. I referenced my friend who's a Cowboys fan a couple of weeks ago. He sent me this text last night. It says, hey, man, congrats on the Super Bowl. Must be pretty neat to have so much success to talk about on your sports radio shows. <laughs> and my response to him was, it honestly sucks. Like the Chiefs are somehow too successful. There's nothing interesting to say about them, which obviously nobody is going to feel <laughs> sorry for me for. But there is a level of wow. like what what else can you say about the team that has well, just accomplished everything? <laughs> 
It feels it feels so like so we do we do twenty hours a week right in Kansas City we do this podcast uh, three hours a week, but it's like for the twenty hours a week you'd be like doesn't it seem kind of insincere? Let's just call it week seven next year, Nick. Week seven, Chiefs struggle against the you know the Jets in some game, and we're like I don't know about that run defense. You'd be like shut up, what's wrong with you? Do you think this matters? This is just like one of those like it's like telling someone who has like a terminal disease about like what the weather forecast looks like two years from now. You're like, I don't care. None of this matters. <laughs> like, It feels so like some of the other conversations we have feel so trivial, but yet we can't go on the air or on this podcast, Kayla, every day and just say, you know, um, I don't care about any of this. I will talk to you guys in February. You're like, but you gotta say something, right? You're like, nope. See you in February when the time matters. Your friend sounds like he was being kind of, uh, I think he might've been being sarcastic there, Nick. I don't want to say for sure, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking I, so. sent, I sent some sarcasm. <laughs> are any of you guys really close friends? Like you, you said, that's a good friend of yours. Kayla, do you have any really close friends who aren't Chiefs fans? That it's just like, they're just so sick of this success already. My dad and brother are both Broncos fans. Ooh. Like they grew well, up. That's Broncos. why they don't like us. Oh, dude. If I were a Raiders fan, I'd hate the Chiefs so much. Like even Raiders players were tweeting during and after the two would be like, God, I hate the Chiefs so much. And you're like, Really? You oh yeah. You should. You should hate the Chiefs so much. But They're I feel the like the, the guys on this team are so likable. I to feel like us. Ah, but there's a certain amount of winning, Kayla, where that's wiped out. This is the amount of winning that happens. The no you could be the nicest person who ever walked planet Earth. Someone someone in my mentions, when tweeting out that Travis Kelsey, like getting emotional, he's like, I wish he wasn't you know what? I wish he would just like win with some class, you know, like Jason, like his brother does. Clearly an Eagles fan. I'm like, Jason once wore a fucking genie costume. What are you talking about? Nobody wins with class. Everyone <laughs> shows everyone up. That's that's the point of Super Bowl. That's what you get to do when you win. What you, like, because he called what? The Cincinnati mayor of Jabroni. Now all of a sudden he's no good. <laughs> no, no. It's just like, if you win this much, Nick, as you pointed out, everybody hates you. Oh, to answer your question, Cody, most people out here are Raiders and Chargers fans, so they already hate me for that reason. But like my co-host at the Kings was is an Eagles fan, so we had some fun with that. He was not happy. Um, I won a bet. But yeah, I mean, people are still happy. They congratulated me. They're like, well done. That was great. I feel like it's split. Some the people who don't like the Chiefs are because they're either AFC West division rivals or we beat them at some point. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. The more this happens, the worse it's going to get. But the price we pay is winners. Okay, guys, before we get to vibe check, really quick, do you have a favorite game moment quickly? Ooh, I, I mean, I'm guessing yours. And is Cody, why is yours the Sky more touchdown? Oh, dude. I, we, we, uh, <laughs> the Sky more, like, I liked his redemption thing. But I think the Kadarius Tony punt return. That was like the biggest swing. He's wide open for a touchdown, standing by himself, touchdown. They immediately go three and out. And then I thought he was going to the house. And we were in the media area where you're supposed to be a little more reserved. And my co-host and I in Kansas City were like elbowing each other. Like, oh my God, he's just going to turn this thing. Like <laughs> you're getting excited, but you're trying to mute it a little bit. I think that was the most animated I was the entire game considering the section I was sitting in. So it was probably the Sky more punt return. That might've been my favorite play. There's no way I could have sat in the media area for sure. Well, Kayla, we all know that yours was the Nick Bolton fumble. So. That was that was mine. Of course it was. M-I-Z. First Mizzou touchdown in a Super Bowl ever. Well, I'll, I guess I'll just take the Patrick Mahomes 26-yard scramble, you know, the one that will oh, be left over. over again for the next, I don't know, 50 years or so. 
Like that, that's, that was the moment where you kind of felt like he's doing it again. Oh, he's doing that thing that he does. Just winning, making 26 yard touchdown. By the way, do you like that one more? The Titans one from a few years ago more, Nick. Well, that one was in a Super Bowl, so and it just happened. <laughs> so that, that one, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla, it's okay. You can tell us now. Was it the Nick Bolton? Was it it's the, Nick, the Nick Bolton? Bolton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about momentum swing. I know it still didn't feel like it because once Mahomes tweaked his ankle in the first half, I was like, we're done. This sucks. We're out. Um, and then everything turned around in the second half. But that was such a huge play. I was so happy for him. After this season he's had, like, to get that was just so great cherry on top because he killed it all season okay guys are we ready for a vibe check i think so um, i you're gonna go first did Let's not hear, prepare Kayla. for this <laughs> oh, okay i can go first while you think for a second um both to shame philadelphia and to make my point my vibe check for this week is creed as in apollo creed from the more recent michael b jordan film adaptation because what happens in those movies is the same thing the chiefs did which is your style isn't working, so you have to reinvent yourself in order to become a champion again, which is what the Kansas City Chiefs did. What the Chiefs did was they were one version of an offense. They were a deep threat, big play, take all your shots kind of offense, do everything. And then they lost that Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, and they changed everything about themselves to be reemerge as a different I don't know if it's better, but it's just as good version of themselves. The checkdown version, Mahomes learned new tricks. They went offensive line heavy instead of pass catcher heavy. And even though the entire league philosophy right now is load up talent around your quarterback, put him around stars at wide receiver. They did the opposite and they beat you by death by a thousand paper cuts this season for the first time in Patrick Mahomes career. They reinvented themselves. And I didn't want to say Rocky because he also reinvents himself. Although stealing their Philadelphia thing would be funny, but I went with Creed instead. That's my vibe check for this week. Um, my vibe check is going to be Disney. That's it. One word, Disney. Okay. We have, a star. we have a tendency in sports to, I think, it's kind of like we sometimes we think about relationships or like fights or anything that you see in the movies you expect real life to mimic it, right? Like, hey, Cody, you're married. You know, relationships in real life are nothing like they are in rom-coms. That's why like, I'm single. Right? Like, they all, <laughs> full sense of relationship. They don't always have the part at the end of the movie where the guy gets out of the cab and they're running down the New York sidewalk and then they jump into each other's arms. The end. They love each other. In sports, it's kind of the same way. I think sometimes we feel like with with the Bills, right? You thought, okay, this is a team of destiny. Until what? They got whomped by the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Okay, so much for that story. We do the same thing with the Chiefs, and I was doing my sa the, th the same thing with the Chiefs when they're down by 10 points and thinking, okay, well, this is Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. They're going to come back. And then I kind of reminded myself, hey, this isn't the movies. The, this game is not played in slow motion. There's not going to be that play where Patrick Mahomes in slow-mo steps back. The clock ticks zero. He chucks it up 60 yards, and Travis Kelsey catches it. Game over, right? Except guess what? That's what happens. It is a Disney movie for the Chiefs. <laughs> because in the Chiefs movie, the good guys always win, just like they do in the movies. It is the only team where it feels like whatever is inevitable is going to happen. 
Just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen in the future. Just because they came back a couple times a couple years ago doesn't mean they're going to keep doing it this year, except for the Chiefs. Whatever they used to do, they're going to keep doing it. just may look different. So that is my vibe for the week. The Chiefs are a Disney movie, and Patrick Mahomes is the main star. I like the idea that he just like he wakes up in the morning and like birds get him dressed like he just opens his arms like and he Cinderella just falls falls into a suit. You're like that would actually track. That actually kind of does make sense. Happily ever after. Um my vibe check is just very plain and simple. We are the champions. All right. I called back in October. I, Nick, can we get a compilation of all of my um It's true. My yeah. premonitions, my there'll be, there'll be about ten or fifteen of them. No, more than that. They all they all came to fruition. I don't know what it is, but what a season, what a year. It's been so much fun to go on this journey with you both. We are Super Bowl champions, and like Cody said, I think we're gonna have more and more in the years to come, which is just so incredibly exciting. Obviously, teams look different from season to season, but when you have those core pieces, I'm just never gonna count them out. So my optimism is here to stay, folks. We are the champions. There we go. Are you all going to the uh, the parade, by the way? Yeah, I'll be there. I've got a broadcast live from there, so. So yeah, Cody, Cody will be at the parade on Wednesday. Uh, weirdly enough, since the podcast is wrapping up, I just had this come. I just literally got a text two minutes ago from uh, from a source. Um, Cody Tap is quitting. This podcast, one and done. Okay, you don't have to put it that we way. We didn't even get to those winners and losers yet. Chad, you know what? He's going Not Chad Henney on us, except unless, except imagine if Chad Henney only played one year and then he retired. <laughs> Play the break. So I think there's not enough, um, there's not enough time for winners and losers, Kayla, so we can address this now. Um, what do you have to say for yourself? Okay, I didn't think he had to put it that way, that I was just quitting. You know, I like to think of it as going out on top. We, we did this podcast. Oh, he won a ring and he's done. They, they won a Super Bowl, you know? And then I felt like, what more can this, what more can this show as three people accomplish? You so, know? Like, more, more shows. <laughs> more downloads. <laughs> okay. Break into the, uh, the, the, the truth behind the matter is it just, uh, life is very busy. And I was having a hard time um, juggling this amongst a number of other things. And I ran into a situation where something had to give. This is the thing. The and I feel really bad, which I made very clear the, to both of you. The violin music, please. Let's play him uh, this no, is, Don't play me off. This is your Cody is super dad. Yeah. Can I come on as a guest sometime? I'll come on as a guest. Obviously. No, absolutely. Or am I just banned permanently? Nick, you're not leaving podcast? me, are you? <laughs> no, I would never. Kayla, the only way I'm leaving this podcast is in a coffin. Because that's my commitment. Oh, oh gosh, <laughs> that got dark. The thing is, Caleb, <laughs> you know, the thing about the podcasting game, and Cody doesn't know this, and that's fine. Bless his heart. <laughs> game is once you're in it, you're in it for life. And you're going to have to drag me out this microphone. You drag me out. Because when you commit to Good. Uh, your co-hosts and your producers, that's not something you take lightly. Right? It's not just something you do willy-nilly. So when I said I was doing this podcast, I meant it, and, and, and I'll never leap. I'll never quit. So you, I'll never just you're just doing this podcast for life now. I'll never That's just it, right? off in the middle of the night, right? Cody's going to the 
convenience store to get a pack of cigarettes and guess what he's never coming back <laughs> but i oh man but i made it clear i wasn't coming back it's a no, very different circumstance scoop you i had to scoop you because you weren't gonna do it and i, I didn't want to tell people i was leaving i thought they'd be like what the hell jerk and i already felt like i felt bad for leaving so you're just gonna not do I was you're gonna Irish exit. You're gonna yeah, Irish was, this podcast. We made you address it. He didn't want to address it when he made it. <laughs> I was I was considering the Irish. Where you just be like, you know what? Guys? I always Irish goodbye when I go out. <laughs> so I've left two. I've left radio stations two times in my life, and both times I just like I'll be like, hey, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening to this show. I know I don't say it a lot, but I actually really do appreciate it. Like, Kurt is getting weird at the end of this show for no reason. You know what? I hope to. <laughs> I hope to talk to you guys again soon. That's how I like to leave. Where they're like, kind of a weird ending, but whatever. And then they're like, wait, Cody quit? And you're like, yeah, sorry. That was what I was saying. Are you, noticing, are you sending stuff. a pattern here, Kayla? A pattern of Cody quitting shows? <laughs> oh, you've never quit a job in your life? Not that I recall. I've, Not that I no, recall. You guys, but you guys leaving. also work together every day. On the yeah. radio show. That that'll that actually make it more awkward for us. No, we, Kayla. The <laughs> I'm starting to wonder is like, when's he going to quit that job? Okay, look, you don't have to just love <laughs> this and everything. <laughs> Kayla, we can keep in touch. I told you, I'll send you some confetti. Uh, you have to send me confetti. You already said you would. I need that. Yeah, I need that confetti since I couldn't be there in person. Yeah, like, oh, let's keep <laughs> in touch. Like he's signing your yearbook after after you guys are going off in the middle of summer. We like, will never hear from Cody again. Have a kick-ass summer, and then it's just yeah. like a ghost town. <laughs> Let's hang out. It's like, dude, we didn't hang out before. Dude, the the funniest part about this is so the thing that props up my. Computer, oh, there's a funny part. No, the the funniest part about you guys talking about it being it's a yearbook weird. is because I'm stack. The the stack of books that my computer sits on to record this podcast is just a stack of old yearbooks, including the one from like eighth and ninth grade. Oh my, my computer. gosh, that's amazing. Should we see what kind of things they say in there about us? It can't be good, right? No. Like, do you no. think that there's things? Do you think there's some like, oh, drop my microphone. Do you think there's some things that say like, have a kick-ass summer? And I how you, never contacted that person again. Is this how you really want your last episode on uh -huh. this podcast to end? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we're losing our, our audience. Your the eight. first one you read. Hey, Cody, stay sweet and in touch. I never seen that person again. I think their name's Jennifer. I loved when my crush would sign it, and I would just like read it over and over. Mm -hmm. It's tough times. So I will be typing <laughs> your books. I'll send you both a personalized note with your confetti. Thank um, you. With my, with my sincerest apologies for leaving. And you'll Nick, have to I'm visit us from time to time as a guest. Yeah. Not yeah, as a host. From time to time. I guess it'll be a different role. I kind of like that. Won't mm -hmm. be the same without you, Cody. This has been fun. I'm going to miss it. If we don't win a Super Bowl next year, it's all your fault. Oh, God. What? Is that how, is that the stance we're taking to end this podcast? No, we're going to end on winners and losers really quickly. Okay. Do all we all right. have one in mind? Mm, I'll take losers myself so we can start there. You guys can both give a loser okay. and I'll give my winner. Oh, my loser's the field. Yeah, my, oh, my, yeah, tons of my loser was going to be Cody as well. So, <laughs> oh. okay. So your loser's the field, Kayla. My loser's the field. The field sucked. That was terrible. The confetti, I told you, there's a good chance you're going to get a chunk of dirt with it. I got, I got a loser. I got a loser. Philadelphia fans are absolute losers. Oh, yeah. Hey, get a new identity. <laughs> Honestly, if your whole identity is being massive <laughs> assholes at every <laughs> like your team loses, you're burning the city down, you're stabbing people, like the whole, like they're burning cars. You're just a bunch of assholes. 
So find a new character trait. Like that's not, you guys, you guys hate Santa. You throw snowballs at him. Like at some point you strive <laughs> for more. So the entire city of Philadelphia, a bunch of losers and they deserve everything that came their way. Congratulations on second place. <laughs> wow. That was great. Mm. Um, winners. Go first, Kayla. Who's your winner? I don't even know. Okay. Well, besides the entire chiefs team, I don't know if I want to do this. Do we, do we have a wild turnaround and say Carl Sheffers? No, absolutely. Wow. Epic heel turn. Big turn. Big turn for our, our guy, Carl. And Juju Smith-Schuster's out here already making jokes about <gasps> it at the expense of the Eagles, which is. Okay. I retweeted it and I'm a little nervous. Juju. Yes. On Valentine's tweeted happy valentine's day with a valentine's card what did it say when holding hold you in. i should know this before i start talking about it yeah picture of james Brown. i'll hold you in it matters most yes shots fired that's got, pretty good got some heat for that one but whatever you won you get to do whatever you want exactly um, my, my winner is going to be orlando brown who also famously might leave his team after this season similar to me leaving this podcast so we have that in common you know when you think about it um he's out seeking absorbent amounts of money that was also my problem so you know once we get to that point you realize that he had a great game he had his best game of the season in the super bowl i don't know if it's the chiefs who are going to pay him but somebody is going to pay him an absolute mountain of cash yeah and line bald and much like you if he does find a new if he does leave and find a new team uh fans will never really think about him again you know it's just one of those deals you move on life goes on uh if faces change expectations don't right that's what uh, always- <laughs> <laughs> has uh, has in common with the chiefs uh my is your winner you for for not only for only having to do one show with me now yeah my my winners kayla and myself for sticking through and you know can do <laughs> with this podcast no uh uh, my winner is, <laughs> is Brett Veach. I mean, did anybody have a better year than Brett Veach? Can you find me one mistake that Brett Veach made over the last 12 months? Going all the way back. Let's go, BB. I mean, signing Juju, trading Tyreek, signing Justin Reed, signing MVS, every single draft pick. I think it they go eight for nine. You get two starters in this yeah. round. Trading for Kadarius Toney signing Carlos Dunlap, restructuring Frank Clark's deal. What Find me the mistake. I mean, even guys like Justin Watson, who you get off the scrap heap from Tampa Bay, come in and make game-changing plays for you throughout the season. That was as flawless of a season that I've ever seen from a GM. Like, maybe ever. You completely retooled this team in a year where it felt like everybody else was going out and making the splashy acquisitions. You went out and nickel mm-hmm. and dime and were bargain shopping at, at the thrift store, and you end up with a Lombardi trophy to show for it. That was a master class in roster construction by Brett Veach. He's my winner. He's unreal. Big fans of Brett Veach over here. Um, oh, also, I have another winner, and that is the corn dog play. Andy oh, Reid. God love him. I could not love that man more. That was great. I just wanted to give him a big old hug after the Super Bowl. So happy for him. Corn dog play. I'm a little sad that the Pikachu formation play didn't count because forever remembering a play called Gotta Catch Them All would have been very good, which is what the Andrew Wiley, the second ring around the Rosie play was called. We had a chance. We had a chance for a great one, but unfortunately, that was just an incomplete pass. 
Cody, since it's your last show, do you want to close us out here? Uh, <laughs> with what? Like a big speech? Nick's already made me feel like a jerk. No, no, no I'll close this out. No, what? This has been... What? I can't close this out? Wait, Cody, you're like the... You're the middle ground when we get into Mizzou KU fights. Who's going to oh, separate true. us? I guess whoever the next co-host of this podcast is. I I, I don't... Are I, we getting did, one? <laughs> do I get to handpick them? Is that like... Is that how that works? Yeah. Do I get to choose who replaces me? <laughs> uh, you're like Juju, you were on a one-year prove-it deal, so you can go sign a, an extension with the Jaguars or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in all honesty, it's been a great year of the Always Game Day and Pod, uh, the Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast. We've really enjoyed doing this the entire time, and the fact that it culminated in a Super Bowl win, considering the podcast started the very first week of the season, feels very satisfying for all of us. And I've enjoyed working with both of you the entire time. I'm sad I won't be on the podcast anymore, but I'm happy that we did it. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, you know, have a kick-ass summer. You know, <laughs> good luck. And on that note, <laughs> fans, he is Cody Tapp. That is Nick Short. I am Kayla Canaram. This is always game day. This is it's always game day in Kansas City. Nick and I will be back with you on Friday. Enjoy the parade, Chiefs Kingdom. We are Super Bowl champs.